Good morning, church. Welcome. And, uh, if you're tuning in from online for the first time, there's a button that says new here, and we would love for you to click it. And someone here would love to just connect with you. And if you're tuning in from online and in need of prayer, there's another button that says request prayer, and someone here would love for you to click it. And someone here would love to pray for you and just connect with you. I was supposed to do all that, but I got talking away. Such a fellowshipping church. How y'all doing? You guys okay? Well, what my wife and I, we love you very much. And I wanted to read you something. Um, we're, I mean, our, you'll hear more details about our, our last Sunday, but I wanted to give you a sneak peek of the verse I was going to share on that last Sunday. And I've said it you know, off and on through my time here, not as a token verse, but I actually believe it. I believe it for you individually. I believe this verse for your family. I believe it for your children and your children's children. I, I believe it for my family and I. And, uh, and I just, I, I want to encourage you with it today as we get ready to worship. Uh, I, my prayer is that your hearts would be filled with expectation for what God wants to deposit in your heart. And even as, as the seasons change, physically and even in church seasons, they, they change but we know that in the middle of all of it, God is at work doing exceedingly abundantly more. And so it's Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 20. This will be the verse on March 3rd. So act surprised. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory. Not to me, not to you, not to anybody else. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Church, would you stand? Can we pray before we begin? Father, we come to you today with hearts filled with thanksgiving and God and gratitude. Gratitude for what you have done. As we see, God, the, the memorials of the miracles of the past, we, we, we look, God, with great expectation that the God who moved yesterday is still the God who can move today. The God who parted the oceans yesterday is the same God who can part oceans today. The same God who led and guided and directed in the past can do so today for this church, for our families, for our children. God, you are still at work doing more than we could possibly ask, think, or imagine. So Lord, as we worship, we do so with a sense of expectation. As we raise our hands symbolizing surrender, we do so with a sense of expectation, God, that as we give of who we are, as we lay our lives down before you, you can just do so much more. So God, we love you, we thank you, and we, we open up our hearts as we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship. Can we do that? Amen. Amen.
next song is very special to me. This was actually the first song that, uh, where I felt the Holy Spirit moving. And uh, I remember I was at the retreat, I was in grade seven, and they were singing this song and I was wondering if God was real. I didn't know at the time. And God showed me through this song and he spoke to me through this song. And he set a fire in me. And it means a lot.
close out with words. Just a beautiful prayer. There's nowhere I'd rather be than in his presence. There's nowhere I'd rather be on a Sunday morning than in the house of the Lord. That's it. That's it. And it reminds me of Psalm 27. And David, a man after God's own heart, knew what it was like to be in God's presence. Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. And it goes on, verse 4, One thing I ask from the Lord, the only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon the rock. Verse 7, hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. The Lord is your helper. The Lord is your shelter. The Lord is your rock. David knew that the only peace that he could find is in God's presence. This song, just beautiful, beautiful lyrics. There's nowhere I'd rather be than here in your love. His love casts out all fear. No matter what situation, maybe you're in a situation of darkness, maybe you're in a situation of uh, questions, come to him. He will give you peace. It's his presence. It's the presence of God is where I want to be. Nowhere else. Nowhere else I want to be but in his presence. Talks about set a fire. A fire is consuming. It's burning. It refines us. It shapes us. Set a fire in my heart, in my soul that I can't contain, I can't control. May the Holy Spirit just come. And his spirit, his fire just come within us this morning. As we sing this song, no place I'd rather be that the fire of the Lord just come down this morning in this place. For he is a consuming fire, the word of God says. May his fire just consume us. That we just, you know what, Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in my heart. Have your way in my life. Have your way in my situation. Lord, you are my helper. Just consume. Set that fire that I just can't contain, that I just want to worship you. Because that's what David did. He just worshiped. No matter what, he was running from fear. He didn't even do anything wrong, but he just worshiped. He just gave God praise. He gave God praise. So this morning, I encourage you, church, tonight, just give God praise. Just say, thank you, Lord. I just want to be in your love. I want to be in your presence. As we sing this song, Dale, again, I just want to be in his presence. I just want to be in his presence. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be, Dale. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be than here in your love.
just want more of your presence, God, in our life. Even in this moment, God, we just want to be surrounded by your love, oh God, your unfailing love. For your love casts out all fear. May that give us comfort. May that give us peace, God. We just want more of you. There's no place we'd rather be than in your wonderful, peaceful presence. Lord, may your spirit just illuminate. May your Holy Spirit just move in this room, God, and online, God. Because you're moving. You are moving. Move in our hearts, Lord, and have a heart like David, just hungry for more of your presence in our life in every area of our life. We just worship you. We thank you. You deserve all the praise and glory. We give you thanks this morning, on this Sunday morning. We worship your name. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. Amen. Give God praise. Give God praise. He's worthy. Give God praise. Thank you, worship team. Before you sit down, find a friend, find someone you have not met, introduce yourself, say hello, and say, oh my, it's still cold. Thank you, worship team. Hi, Kai, I think I hear you. There's my buddy, four years old, and he's the next drummer. Wow, well, good morning. God is good. God is good. Well, welcome to Heartland. Welcome everyone online. We're glad that you're here. If you are new, uh, there is a card in front of you for those who are in person. Please fill it out. Bring it to the back and we will give you a very exciting $5 gift card to Tim Hortons where you can get an ice cap or whatever you like there. Uh, so welcome. Welcome. We are, wow, I can't believe we're almost in March. Who was excited that it was sunny the other day? Who, was anyone excited? Yeah. But then look at today, right? Then, then this happens. Good, just make up your mind whether. But you know what? God is still good, amen? God is still good. Well, we got a few announcements here. Uh, number one, uh, today is Connection Sunday. So as you can see, there are name tags. So have a look to your left and right. Look at some of those names that maybe you have not uh, met. Please, yeah, just... Meet someone today. Meet someone, say hello, nice to see you. Welcome again, everyone line. Our first announcement, uh, if you were interested in drama, theater, or singing, or sharing the gospel through the arts, uh, we are having a choir and drama team for Easter. Uh, we had our first practice last week. If you'd like to join us, please join us uh, Mondays at 7 p.m. Next, we have our newcomers lunch today. Uh, if you are new to Heartland, we would like to invite you to join the staff uh, for a delicious lunch. It's delicious after the service. Uh, just an opportunity to get to know you and say hello and just to welcome you to Heartland. Uh, so we will see you, uh, newcomers, uh, after a service today. Uh, our first ever Heartland Young Adults Warriors Indoor Volleyball Tournament. Uh, we're excited. We got a tournament next uh, Saturday. 
Uh, it's six on six. Uh, Heartland already has their team. They got their uniforms ready. They got an interesting uh, headbands, and I don't know what they're doing, but they will represent us next week. I hope Heartland wins. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. We got some fans there. Ages 15 and up. Cost is $80. Uh, pizza and pop for each team. Uh, there is trophies for first place medals and best looking uniforms. Deadline, uh, February 12th. And uh, yeah, we're just excited for next week because we're not just going to play volleyball. We're going to share the gospel next week. We're gonna, yeah, we're not afraid to share the gospel. And uh, these outreaches have been a chance to uh, share the love of Christ and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those who've never heard it. So we're excited to uh, share the gospel next week and just enjoy fellowship. Uh, the next announcement on Saturday, February 24, Heartland Youth and Young Adults team up, taking part in the coldest night of the year, Charity Walk. Uh, we are raising money uh, to help charities that help people that are suffering from hunger, hurt, and helpless, helplessness and homelessness. Uh, this year, Heartland Youth and Young Adults uh, will support the DAM. Uh, it is a nonprofit organization uh, that supports youth that are suffering from hurt and welcomes them into a safe environment. And so we're excited to walk in the cold uh, next uh, two weeks from now, September, oh, sorry, February 24th. So uh, youth, young adults, make sure you register to join our team. Uh, and we're just excited to, to help those that are in need. Uh, also, um, if I forgot any of the seven, 10 things that I said, please go online uh, if you want to see the weekly news email or our website, email us at achurchconnected.ca. Uh, I do have an announcement from Wendy. I think Wendy is here. So I'm gonna call on Wendy to come up. Let's welcome Wendy, Wendy Beckles. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Mark. Heartland, this is the day that the Lord has made. Do we believe it? Let us rejoice and be glad in it. For many of you who may or may not know me, I am Wendy Beckles, and I serve here as the lead deacon, the chair of our board. And I came with an announcement last week, and I, I did promise that I will keep you updated. So the update for you this week is that the board is working with Pastor Joel, our regional director from Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, that is the governing body for our church, and he is in charge of the Western Ontario District, um, the GTA region. And so with him, the board is working to secure a transition pastor for us. So in the next week or so, we are going to be meeting with candidates, and we are hoping to be able to have a pastor to introduce to our wonderful congregation in another week or so. Okay? Oh, I see a thumbs up. All right. We're asking for your prayers. Okay? Last week, I asked you for your prayers. Actually, last week, I asked you to love on the pastor and just bless his family with your gratitude. And I want to say thank you because I spoke with him and he said it's been nothing but love. It's been nothing but warm, loving remarks that he has got from the congregation. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing our pastor how much we love and appreciate him. So during this time, I know some of us are hurt, confused. We have a lot of questions, but I asked you to pray. I've asked you to dig deep 
as ministry leaders, as, as folk who are part of ministries, as the staff, I want you to know that at Heartland, when a new pastor comes on board, we do not exit the entire pastoral team. We do not put the staff on notice. No, we meet with them and we encourage them to dig deep and to hold on and to pray because this is God's church. This is God's church. Amen? And so the ministry of Heartland, a church connected, has got to be bigger than any one of us. And we believe that. And as board members, we serve you. And we ask God to give us the wisdom to lead the church as he would have us do around the boardroom table and also asking for your support and your continued prayers. So please, this is not a time as ministry leaders to be putting in your notice that I'm going to be stepping away. Please. This is the time to put your hand up and say, I'm going to volunteer. And speaking of volunteering, on March the 3rd, we are going to be having a celebration of the ministry of our pastor. A pastor who, when he came to this property over three and a half years ago and looked in the windows, there was nothing in here. And so we thank God for bringing him as our leader through this season. And we want to celebrate the times that we've enjoyed with Pastor Fraz and his family. And so I've already started speaking with Leanne, who's going to be heading up the organization of that event. And she's going to be giving us some more detail for next week. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to be asking for some desserts. And I know that you're good at bringing in desserts. I'm seeing some smiles already. Because, yes, it's going to be a sweet Sunday, but it's okay. The calories won't count. All right? So we're going to have a time just, again, love on the pastor and his family and let him know how much we have absolutely been blessed by his ministry here at Heartland. Okay, so we're going to keep praying, right, church? Because God does have something more for us in 2024. That's what the pastor said, and we believe it. All right? Praise God. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Ushers, can you come on up? We want to thank you for your giving. Uh, we just thank you again. Thank you, Wendy. Just an encouragement to our church. And... Uh, we, we, we thank Pastor Fraz and his family. We just, we just love them so much. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for being our provider, our Jehovah Jireh, supplying everything that we need, Lord. We give you praise. We give you thanks for who you are. Bless this offering, Lord, that you would further to the kingdom, Lord, and for your glory, Lord. And may you multiply it, Lord, and, and as it is a, a, a thanks back to you for everything you give to us, Lord. We humbly say, Lord, this is all yours, Lord. We give it back to you. Bless this offering. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
God is good. Amen? Amen. 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 We're going to dismiss the children for uh, Kids Church, and we pray God's blessing on them, and junior highs as well. Amen. Um, it's great to have you here. If you're visiting with us, we're glad you're here. I'm Pastor Kevin. I am one of the pastors on staff here at uh, Heartland. Now, if, uh, if you haven't heard me before, um, I do usually start my messages with paw jokes. Uh, my grandchildren call me paw, and so they're like, they're like dad jokes, but they're better, aren't they? Okay, well, Pastor, well, okay. All right, let me, let me see if we can get a couple out here. Let me see. Um, we've all heard about Murphy's Law, right? Anything that co- can go wrong goes wrong. Have you heard about Cole's Law? It's thinly sliced cabbage mixed with a, a dressing. Cole's Law? It's harder when you have to explain it, but. Do we have any uh, Star Wars fans? All right, all right. Why didn't Han Solo enjoy his steak dinner? It was chewy. (laughs) If you don't know Star Wars, you have to look that up. Uh, Oh, why why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? They're just really good at it. <laughs> I dropped the paper. All right, and I think there's one more. No, that was it. Yeah. Oh no, here's one. Here's one. Here's one. After dinner, my wife asked me to clear the table. I needed a running start, but I made it. And cleared the table. Oh, I should have stopped before, shouldn't I? All right. All right. Bless you. I'm glad you're here today. We are um, finishing up um, a series, uh, Pastor Began, Believing for More in 2024. Uh, he looked at messages dealing with being, us being a caring church in a hurting world, uh, go with the light uh, that brings life, choose better thinking in 2024, and there's more if we don't, uh, there's no more if we don't open the door. Now, today's message, actually, I started a few weeks ago when we were supposed to start a new series, and things have changed. Um, And a few weeks ago, I began to put the framework for this. Um, I typically speak once a month, and so I kind of like to kind of get a head start, and we talk about it. And to be honest, it it didn't seem to be flowing, really, with what our new series was going to be. Um, And now I kind of know why. God had things in my heart that are for us today and in our new circumstances and in the framework of who we are and what we're doing right now uh, as a church. Uh, Today today I've entitled kind of going with um, the pastor series is we have more in store in 2024. See, God's not done. Things change. Um, But God still has a plan and a purpose. Now, that's for each of our lives. And I also believe that that's for the church as well. And Heartland is a part of of the church worldwide. We are a a drop. But God knows this drop because he's got a church. He's got people all around 
the world. And we have a future together uh, as we as his people of faith and as trust continue to trust in him. Uh, in school, we studied uh, many things. Yes, I went to school, and it was a long time ago. Uh, one of those things was studying the church. And uh, it's a great study, and uh, the Bible reveals all kinds of things about what we're called and our purpose and that. But here's a few things that really stood out to me, that the church is the focus of God's love. It's hard sometimes. Life can be hard sometimes. But God's love never changes. For you, God's love has never changed. Even before you knew him, before you were born, God's love was towards you, revealing himself and bringing you to that place of surrender and receiving him. The church is also the, the purpose of Christ's coming. It's why he came. It's his birth, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, and why he is going to come again. It is for his church, his people. The church is empowered by the Holy Spirit. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to be, to be the light in a spiritually dark world. Or as many of us can uh, probably can testify, there are places where it seems very spiritually dark. But we're also empowered by the, the Holy Spirit to reflect God's love. See, God puts his love, his spirit in us, not just so that we can feel good. And we can feel good. Even in the midst of storms, we can rest in his promise. We can rest in who he is. But he's put it in us so that he can flow through us and touch those around us. Maybe in your own story of how you came to know Christ, you can think of those that had an influence. Maybe someone who shared the gospel. Maybe someone who lived out the gospel. Maybe someone who encouraged you along that journey or just has loved you even into the kingdom of God. Those that have had an impact in your life. That's what God wants to fill us, to use us for one another. The church is also the, the mechanism to live out our faith together. He's put us together as, as a body, as, as people. And, and really, that's the next part I want to look at, is that we are, as the church, we are a building. The scripture tells us we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the body of Christ. Now we know that buildings are brick buildings and stone buildings are, are connected and held together with something like cement. You can tell I'm a builder because I just say something like cement. Wooden buildings can be held together, of course, with nails or even wood pegs or even some real rough ones can be just tied together. And the body is also connected together by what we call connective tissue. It holds the body parts together. Connective tissue runs throughout our body. And one of the things that's really interesting is it, is it runs between the different organs and the different parts of the body to hold them. So even parts that aren't the same are held together by this connective tissue. Um, years ago, I remember hearing the first uh, about laminin. I don't know if you've heard about it before. It's really interesting. It's really uh, the glue that holds the body together. And when you Google it and even what it looks like, it actually looks like a cross. And for the body of Christ, it is Christ that holds us together. 
we may all be different. But in Christ, we are one. And God holds us together. The cross of Christ, Christ, that faith in him, that trust in him, holds us, even in times that are difficult and challenging. A.W. Tozer said in The Pursuit of God, has it ever occurred to you that 100 pianos all tuned to the same fork are automatically tuned to each other? They are of one accord by being tuned not to each other, but to another standard to which each one must individually bow. So, 100 worshipers meeting together, each one looking towards Christ, are in heart nearer to each other than ever possible, even if they would try with their own human efforts to be united together as they focus on Christ. The church is united most when focused on Christ. Life can be busy. There can be a lot that goes on in life. But the importance of staying focused on Christ is vital. And that's true for us as individuals. Amen? In our own lives, we need to be focused on Christ. We need that time daily to draw near to him, to rest in him, to allow his spirit to speak to our hearts. The Holy Spirit is the key. It is the presence of God that we have in our lives and each and every one of us who have received him as Lord and Savior. Allowing our hearts to focus on Christ, we can't help but become more and more united together in him. When we focus on Christ, when we focus on Jesus Christ, when we focus on him, we can't help but become more connected to one another. That can be a struggle. It's, um, it can become difficult and hard to keep our eyes, our hearts, our spirits focused on Christ, on God. But it is the way to draw near to him and allow his spirit to flow in and through us. We're going to look today just briefly at Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read one verse kind of as the, as the starting point and then three quick points in Ephesians chapter 1 dealing with this topic of we have more uh, in store in 2024. Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 1, we read, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in emphasis and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The word saints here is a word that refers to, well, consecrated to God, holy. And holy, really, the root of that really means something set apart for a specific purpose. And that's what we are as his people. Uh, sacred, pious. It almost always is, is in the scriptures is plural, referring to saints. It really is, and briefly, it is referring to those who have received Christ, who are God's people. It is Christians, believers. We are the saints. And um, this is a, a call 
that we have to be saints and also set apart for God's glory and his service and purpose. It's, um, it's something that, that we are, and it's something that we strive to become more like, more like Christ, more like God, more set apart for his glory. It is that struggle of still the flesh being in us. We know that we're forgiven, we're cleansed, we are made his, and yet we know we still have struggles within. And so that is that ongoing battle we have with ourselves to surrender more and more like him. Uh, in emphasis, the word is, uh, now there may have been uh, small groups, churches meeting in different places, but when Paul talks and sends this letter, he's sending it to all of them. And um, they may not have had one main building that they could have met together as a church. And they met, of course, we know from Scripture that they met in homes and ate together and all that type of thing. And yet when Paul is addressing them, he is calling them the saints in emphasis. That those who are there, who are one, may be meeting together in smaller places, but they're still one. They are the body. And he goes on and says that, peace from God our Father. If there's something that unites us, it is God, our Heavenly Father, that we become his children. He adopts us as his. I, I am still humbled and amazed that God, that God reached down, revealed himself to me, drew me to himself, and would call me his child. I I never want to get used to that. I never want to, it's not about feeling comfortable, but I never want to take it for granted. I want to, for the rest of my life, be amazed at what God has done for me. And to have that sense of awe of who he is, it, it, it amazes me. And yet, I seek to be embraced by it. I... I do like to laugh, right? And I don't laugh because life is perfect. I, I believe God has put a, a joy in my heart that even in difficulties and challenges, I rest in Jesus Christ. And he gives me my joy. So we can still laugh. Even at paw jokes, that might be a little, you know. We can still laugh if we're resting in him who holds us and calls us his. Emphasis, of course, the scripture was written, the book was written about a decade after it had been founded. Um, he really, Paul really uh, commends their, their devotion, their faith, uh, their organization in, in, in spreading and sharing the gospel. And this was a, a diverse church, okay? Um, it was made up of Jews and Gentiles, which if you understand, had conflicts within itself. But it was also, they came from many um, ethnic backgrounds, many different countries, and they were all put together here, different backgrounds, all who they are, but yet he refers to them as the saints in emphasis. They also came from different, well, economic backgrounds. There were slaves as well as free. There was the rich as well as the poor. All together, it, 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 it would just be a mix of all different kinds of things, and yet together they were the church. Together they were the body of Christ. Now when you go on and read in um, 
uh, Ephesians chapter 1. It, I counted up about 29 plurals or, or pronouns that kind of refer to them as far as who they are and that type of thing, kind of together. So many things that bind us, connect us together, that we share with one another, that unite us together. We have more in store in 2024. Amen? God is still moving and working and accomplishing his plan and purpose. My first point, real quickly, saints united in redemption. Verse 7 uh, is where we'll, um, again, connect this verse uh, to the title, and it is, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Uh, redemption refers to or really means deliverance or being set free, either as a slave or a prisoner. It often implies a payment or a ransom that was made in order to set the person free. Here, of course, and as we apply it to ourselves, it is through the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ upon the cross. That sacrifice paid the price for our redemption. Where we were lost, now we are found. Where we were outsiders, God has now brought us in because the price has been paid in full. When Jesus said on the cross, it is, it is, it is finished. There's nothing else that can be added to it. It is done. It's complete. And if you have received that, then you are redeemed. You are forgiven. You are his. The price paid for our redemption from bondage to sin was costly beyond measure. It was the very life blood of Christ himself poured out in his death on the cross. What was the foreshadowing of the Old Testament system of sacrifices was realized at the cross when the Son of God laid down his life in death and ransomed us from sins. We are united together in this redemption. We are united together through the blood of Jesus Christ and what he has done for you and for me. He has set us free to live together in this new life as witnesses to his love, his mercy, and his grace. They shall know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The greatest testimony we can have is that love that we share together in Christ and through Christ. Look around. Go ahead, look around. Each one of us is loved. Each one of us is chosen. Each one of us is called by God to be his child. It unites us. We cannot fail to look at one another without seeing someone Jesus was willing to suffer and die for. We cannot, and sometimes we do forget it, but to see one another as someone Jesus loved so much that he was willing to suffer and die for. The next point, saints united in the Holy Spirit. Verse 13 is where we'll take the context for this, and it says in verse 13 and 14, in him you also, 
when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Now, a seal, something that, that's, uh, that's fixed. We don't use it a lot. Um, uh, lawyers have it, things like that, to make it official, that type of thing. But in, in the time that it was written, seals were often used to, well, to, uh, to identify things, uh, that this was um, owned or claimed by someone. Um, for us, we apply that, that God's Holy Spirit in us identifies us that we are his. He has deposited in us his spirit when we received him as Lord and Savior. And it identifies us that we are his. It's like a gift of mercy and grace that comes into us and tells us, reminds us that we are his. The Holy Spirit is given to believers as a, as a first installment of the future inheritance that will be ours. We live this life, but this life is, is only part. It's only a small part of eternity that we shall rule and reign with him forever. Amen? And it's good to keep that in mind. We as humans, it's very natural to get focused at the, on the here and now, get focused on what we can see and, and touch and, and hear and feel. We get, we get so focused on now, but this is such a small part of our life in Christ. He has promised that we shall rule and reign with him for eternity. And the Holy Spirit is a deposit of, of that promise will be fulfilled. Uh, a, a foretaste. When we have moments where you feel his presence. It, it, it's just a, a taste of what heaven will be like. When we stand before his throne, a multitude that cannot be numbered from every nation and tribe and language, praising and glorifying him, <laughs> I can only imagine. And the Holy Spirit at times gives us maybe glimpses or tastes of that, but it's also the deposit of that promise that's ours. It's also the Holy Spirit is the assurance of our salvation. I was seven when I received Christ. I know I've told you before, but it was so real that when the Holy Spirit came into my life. Now, God deals with each of us according to even what we need or what he wants to do. And that's how he did it for me. And he knew I needed that. And it has never left me. I've talked before, but I remember going, we were, I was at camp. I was seven. Cutest little thing. You should have seen me. <laughs> this with some hair. Okay? Um, no glasses. Um, but I remember going to, to bed that night. I remember I was in the upper cot in my sleeping bag, and it was dark. They shut off the lights. And, uh, and all of a sudden, because, you know, there was nothing else distracting me, and all of a sudden I realized my face was aching, hurting, kind of. Not bad, but. And I put my hands up. And I realized I was still smiling. And I had been smiling for so long since I met Jesus at that altar that the muscles were starting to get sore. I've never forgotten that. And for me, the deposit of his spirit in my life 
No one can tell me God's not real, that Jesus isn't real, that salvation and new life in him isn't real because I have experienced it. It it isn't a, a mind trick. It isn't a game. It isn't being hypnotized. It's about experiencing the presence of God when we surrender to him and allowing him our hearts, our life, our all. It's that assurance. The Holy Spirit in our lives is the proof of whose we are, who we are, what is ours, and what will be ours. We have more in store in 2024. And the Holy Spirit is is the proof that God is not done with us yet. Now, that's us personally, but then that's true for Heartland. God, it's not done. And the Holy Spirit being here and meeting with us is proof that he has more in store. Romans says this in Romans chapter 8. For all who are led by the Spirit of God. That word led, God took me on a journey for years in Luke chapter 4. And one of the things was Jesus being led by the Spirit. And he, he, so there's a few things. But the idea of being led to me really came to this place of being surrendered and obedient to him. You can't lead someone unless they're willing. Do you remember the toddlers? Do you remember the twos, two-year-olds that did not want to go where you know you need to go? The mall, three little girls, and Leanne. Can you imagine I'll stay home and keep the girls home. Seriously, you go and have fun. Uh, Because they don't always want to to stay with you. They don't always want to follow you. Now, of course, they're two and they don't understand, but God's Spirit tries to lead us. We do need to be in that place of surrender and obedience to him in order for him to lead us. Going on. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are God's children. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Look around. Look around in this room. Each one of us is sealed and filled with the Holy Spirit, declaring that we are his child. Each one. We are the child, a child of God. We cannot fail to look at one another without seeing someone touched by God, chosen by God, filled, sealed with his own spirit to be his. Thirdly, finally, saints united in hope. Here we look briefly at verse 18. Verse 18 saying, Having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which we, he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? 
our hearts enlightened. One writer said this about that phrase. The figurative expression teaches us that proper understanding of divine realities, his will, his plan, his purpose, is not dependent on having keen intellect, but rather having tender hearts. It is a matter of the affections as well as of the mind. God's revelations are given to those who love him. This opens up wonderful possibilities for every believer. Because though we may not all have high IQs, we can all have loving and tender hearts towards God. Something we share, this hope, this hope of, of his calling, of what he is going to do the future, both now, but also in eternity, is something that we share together. He has a, a plan and purpose for each of us individually, but also us as a church. And many times the plan he has for us as individuals works together to bind the church together and to, to hold us together. He wants all of us to draw nearer to him. Amen? He wants all of us to draw nearer to him. Amen? Not quite as strong as I was hoping. I think some of the laughter was louder than that. He wants all of us to be drawing near to him. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Can you imagine what a church would be like if every part of the church had this passion and desire to draw near to Almighty God? to surrender more of ourselves to him and to be obedient to his leading. Can you imagine that group together and what God could accomplish in and through us? Amen? Amen. So there's something for all of us, but there's also something for each of us that we all have a part to play. And it is all for the glory of God. We hope for this, not in the sense that we doubt that God is able to accomplish his will and to do great things. We hope for it both now and looking at, of course, into eternity as individuals and together. Hebrews 12 says this. The worship team can also get ready to come up. I forgot to tell them when. Hebrews 12, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary and be faint-hearted. I know I've shared this before, and I know I've, I've pointed out the joy that was set before him. It wasn't the glories of eternity and sitting on a throne. The joy that was set before him was you. Jesus went to the cross for you. He endured 
the cross for you. When he cried out, it is finished. He cried it out for you. And what amazes me is that he said it and meant it and did it for me. Church, we get glimpses of what heaven might be like in eternity in the scriptures, but we can only really imagine a place with no more sickness and no more pain, no more sorrow and sadness, no more tears. He says he will wipe away our tears. No more fears and struggles, no more doubts and no more debts. No more battles and struggles with sin. No more of the flesh and the enemy of our souls. Look around. Look around. Each one of us is loved. Each one of us is chosen by God, filled with his spirit, sealed by the Holy Spirit. It unites us. When we look at one another, we cannot fail to look at one another without seeing someone who's on the same journey of hope that we all have in Jesus Christ. That God will get us through these seasons of life. But God will also bring us home to be with him for eternity. We have more in store in 2024. We have more together. And again, that's heartland, but God wants to do great things in all his people. All those he has redeemed and forgiven through his blood, sealed with his Holy Spirit, put his identity and claim on each of our lives that we are his and filled with a hope, a hope that keeps us going even when things are hard. It keeps us looking ahead, not stuck on right now, but looking ahead at what God is going to do. We're all on a journey together, a journey of hope, a journey of faith, a journey of trusting in Almighty God. But church, doesn't it make you feel, doesn't it give you some peace when who we trust in is Almighty God who holds us is our loving Father who has promised to never leave us and never forsake us. Our faith, our trust is in him. Let's stand together, can we?
Now we're going to sing this again, but we're going to change it a little bit. The song really was put on my heart this week. And I really felt to close with it. That part that we sing, we sang, I sought the Lord. We're going to change that a little bit. And we're going to sing, we sought the Lord. And he heard. Amen? Amen. We sought the Lord. Together, as a body. As his people, we're going to seek him. We're going to seek him and we're going to see him move by his spirit and continue what he began 30 years ago, what he began. But what God began, he's going to continue to do. Dale, we're going to sing that again. We sought the Lord. Start off slow again and build up and lead us, brother. Lead us. Hallelujah. 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 Oh 
say I've experienced that in God, that he's never failed. Amen? God. God is good. And he is with us. We have more in store in 2024. Because God has a plan and a purpose. We just need to seek him and draw near to him. We need to be calling out to him and praying that God will move by his spirit and lead us and direct us. Let me pray. Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise. God, we've experienced, many of us here can testify again and again that God, you have, you've led us, you've provided, you have brought us through, even heartland. The church, 30 years ago when it was central and God where it was and, and God how you have brought us to this place for this time and God for your purpose. God, I pray right now that you would lay on our hearts that burden and desire to seek you, to pray, to pray for ourselves that God we might know you like never before that faith would arise within us this year like never before and God we're going to be willing we're going to be willing God to change and be molded by your spirit as you answer that prayer God we're also going to pray for, for Heartland we're going to pray for Pastor Fraz as God they move on God you would by your spirit just lead them and guide them as they have been a blessing. God bless them abundantly and use them for your glory. And God, as we seek you for God, the future of Heartland and new leadership, God, and the next stage and step, that God, you would by your spirit lead and direct. That God you would accomplish your will. And I pray that your will be done in Heartland. God, your will be done. And that you would receive all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God is good, isn't he? Amen. And... Leanne's standing back there. 
the love of my life. 40 years, incredible. I still remember seeing her as a teenager walking through the... Oh, she, well, she's still beautiful, but walking through the lobby of the Bible college. And I said to her, I said, I'm going to marry her. She did not feel that way at all. But God is good. But the love of my life back there is reminding me, we have our newcomer's lunch. If you're new to Heartland, we want you to stay. We had people sign up, but I, I think check with them, but I'm sure we, you can stay and have lunch. If you're new to Heartland, please stay. Uh, meet the staff. Uh, get to talk to some of us and just kind of hear more about the church. But, you know, if you're not new, we love you. But you have to exit. All right? <laughs> So love on one another out of the foyer. Greet one another, and uh, God bless you. Uh, for the newcomer's lunch, just give us a few minutes to get this set up, and then we'll be inviting you back in. God bless you.